G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Looking for God's will for your life? Do you want to know your part? Coming up today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out where to pour your concentration. Here's what your focus should be on, not on success. Your focus should be on faithfulness, you see. Doing what God has told you to do, wherever it takes you. If it takes you to a palace or a prison cell, all I want to know is Jesus is with me and I'm in the center of His will and that for me is the right place to be. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Sometimes it can feel as though we're swimming against the current in our life of faith. If it isn't opposition and even persecution for what we believe, it's challenges in health or finances or relationships. Well, how do we get through? How have others made it? Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points to the Apostle Paul as our inspiration. We're in the book of Acts, considering the trial upon trial that Paul faced, but also the word of encouragement that pulled him through. Why don't you grab your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 23 and the title of my message is Christ's Call to Courage. So maybe I'm talking to somebody right now that is filled with anxiety, you're filled with stress, you find yourself depressed. Well, you're not the first child of God to feel this way. Even the great apostle Paul got down at times. So we're gonna look at what Jesus said and did to revive the Apostle Paul in this message that I'm calling Christ's Call to Courage. In my last message from the book of Acts that was titled, How to Live a Meaningful Life, we saw the Apostle Paul saying goodbye to the elders of Ephesus. It was his final message to them. And he said, I want to finish my race with joy. So he began his journey, and he ended up staying with the evangelist Philip where he encountered a very colorful prophet named Agabus who bound himself up and said, this is what's gonna happen to you, Paul, if you go to Jerusalem. Uh, like, don't go. And Paul's saying, okay, you've been a little dramatic, but okay, I get the point. But I know what you're saying, so you're saying I'm gonna be arrested and I'm gonna be put into chains, right? Yes, that's it, Paul, don't go. And sure enough, when he lands in Jerusalem, he is arrested and he's put in prison. And here's what happened. Here's what the Lord did to encourage his servant. Acts 23, starting in verse nine. There arose a loud outcry. And the scribes of the Pharisees' party arose and protested, saying, we find no evil against this man. But if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. Now there arose a great dissension, and the commander, fearing that Paul might be pulled to pieces by them, 
commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them and bring him to the barracks. And the following night the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for you have testified of me in Jerusalem, and now you're going to also bear witness in Rome. We'll stop there. So here is Paul in prison again. I mean, Paul's middle name could have been Trouble. It was always something with him. Everywhere he went, uh, it was either a riot or a revival. There was, there was never a dull day hanging around the apostle Paul. But I think here, he was probably discouraged. He was probably feeling down. And it's no wonder, he's in a Roman dungeon. And the Lord says to him, Paul, be of good cheer. But actually, if we look at the original language, we find a better translation would be, have courage. And that makes a lot more sense. It's a unique phrase that is used multiple times in the Bible, each one showing a different facet of how to find courage in our lives. The first is the story of a man who was a, a paraplegic in Matthew 9. Uh, he was carried by his friends to Jesus. And Jesus looks at this guy who is unable to walk. And he says to him, be of good courage. Your sins are forgiven. Now the guy was probably thinking, well, I, okay, I, I'm glad my sins are forgiven, but I'd actually like to walk. That was kind of why I was brought here to you. And there's a protest among the religious leaders who can forgive sins but God alone. Oh, I hear what you guys are saying. Jesus says, but just so you know that I, the Son of Man, have the power to uh, forgive sins, I say, your sins are forgiven and get up and walk. And that man got up and walked, but Jesus used this phrase, be of good courage to him. And this is the thing we remember, the forgiveness of Christ brought courage to that man. And we can be crippled by our sins, unable to walk, unable to move, unable to do anything. You know, we fail and we say, I'm a failure. I, I should just stop praying. I don't even, shouldn't even read the Bible anymore or go to church. That's the devil lying to you. Jesus says, be of good courage. Your sins are forgiven you. Don't miss this point. Because I know I'm talking to somebody right now who's crippled by their sin. You don't have to be anymore. You can have a fresh start. This phrase, be of good courage, is used of a woman struggling to get to Jesus in a crowd of people. She had this physical ailment, uh, and she reasoned, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And she reaches through, and she touches him, and Jesus stops and says, who just touched me? Well, the fact is, everyone had touched him. Who touched me? He says, for I perceive that power has gone out of me. And there's a woman, and he says to her, be of good courage, you are made whole. So in this particular case, it was his power that gave her courage. My power has gone out of me. And a lot of times we're afraid to share our faith. We're afraid to speak up for what we believe, but there's a promise in the beginning of the book of Acts that we all looked at together, where it says, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you to be witnesses for me. That same power that was given to the first century, causing them to turn their world upside down, is available for us today in the 21st century to turn our world upside down. His power gives courage. Number three, the third time this phrase is used, 
is when the disciples are on the storm-tossed sea of Galilee and they thought they were gonna drown and suddenly they see some form coming to them walking on the water and they thought it was a ghost. But it wasn't Casper, it was Christ <laughs> coming to them and what does Jesus say to them? He says, be of good courage, it is me, don't be afraid. So let's review, his presence gives courage. His forgiveness gives courage. His power gives courage. And then here's another point. God knew where Paul was and why he was there. That brought courage as well. Paul, Jesus is saying, buddy, I know you're here and I'm here with you. I'm standing by your side because Paul's probably second guessing his decision. And sometimes we feel like, oh, God's forgotten about me. No, never. He always is aware of us. And, uh, and Paul's in this jail cell. And I'm sure he would have liked to have just got out of that jail cell. I had a lady come up to me this morning before the service started because we have a little meeting of our volunteers that serve us uh, just because they love you. And they're out there helping you park your car, taking care of your children, helping you find a seat and all that. And so they have a little time where they pray and hear a little message. And afterwards a lady came up and said, she has a cousin that's in prison who watches me uh, in prison. And so I said, let's make a video for him. And uh, so we made this little video and I just said to her cousin, you know, Jesus is there with you. And he says to you, be of good courage. And when you get out of that prison, walk with the Lord and serve the Lord. And, and you know, maybe I'm talking to somebody who is literally in a prison cell right now because people watch us online literally all around the world. Or maybe it's a different kind of prison cell. It might be the prison of a hospital bed. You wish you could get up and walk out, but you can't. But Jesus says, hey, be courageous. I'm aware of the suffering you're going through. It could be a prison cell of mourning. You've lost a loved one through death. But he, the Lord is with you and he understands what you are facing. Hebrews 4.16 says, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. He was on all points tested as we are, yet without sin. So let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace and obtain mercy to help in time of need. Thanks for joining us for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today he's presenting one of the most requested messages of the past year, titled Christ's Call to Courage. Let's continue. Now here's another thing. Paul didn't know what was going on on the outside. But the fact is there were 40 men who had taken an oath to not eat or drink until they killed Paul. Wow. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. I'm glad I don't know of any plot against my life. I'm glad I don't know of every person that dislikes me and says something about me. Uh, I, I'm glad I don't know all these things, frankly. And it's good Paul didn't know this because that would have been a pretty stressful thing to think about 40 guys who had taken an oath and said they wouldn't eat until they killed Paul. Uh, so you have a bunch of hangry murderers. Uh, not a good thing. But he didn't know that. You know, in the military they have a phrase they use, the phrase is, it's on a need-to-know basis. So everybody doesn't get to know the same thing. It's certain kind of important information that only some people know. God gives us what we need to know on a need-to-know basis. But here's something Jesus says, 
Be of good courage, Paul, verse 11, for as you've testified for me in Jerusalem, you'll bear witness in Rome. In other words, Paul, you're gonna get out of this prison cell and you're going to Rome. So here's the takeaway truth. Paul, I have a future for you. And God has a future for all of us as well. Now, of course, if we're honest, we'd have to say that it didn't seem like a great outcome because ultimately, according to church tradition, Paul was martyred by beheading after he appeared to Caesar at some point. Uh, but we would say that was some kind of failure. Well, what is a failure? What is a success? I suggest to you that things we think are successes right now may be understood as failures later. And some things you think are a failure now will turn out to be a success later. Here's what your focus should be on, not on success. Your focus should be on faithfulness, you see. Doing what God has told you to do, wherever it takes you. If it takes you to a palace or a prison cell, if it takes you to the top or it takes you to the bottom, all I wanna know is Jesus is with me and I'm in the center of his will and that for me is the right place to be, for all of us to be. Because in that final day, the Lord does not say, well done, good and successful servant. He says, well done, good and what? Faithful servant. So our objective is to be faithful and obedient to the will of God. I know I quote this verse a lot, but I'm slightly obsessed with it. Jeremiah 29, 11, the Lord says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. I gave my son Christopher a watch on his 21st birthday. It was my watch, I gave it to him. And I had that verse inscribed on the back of the watch. But as you know, he died in a tragic automobile accident. I was given a plastic bag after he died with his belongings, including his wallet and that watch. And I took that watch out of the bag and I looked at it. And I looked at that inscription and I thought, Where's the future and hope now? And it would take some time for me to process that and realize that Christopher had run his race, he had finished his course, and he had been faithful, and I'm running my race as you are running yours. And here's the ultimate future and a hope. It doesn't mean everything is always gonna turn out the way we want it to turn out. But what it does mean is one day we will be in the presence of God. That's the ultimate future and hope for every Christian. It's a win-win situation. That's why we wanna live our lives in obedience to him because we never know when that day will come. So be courageous, the Lord says to Paul. And he says it to us as well. Remember what brought courage to Paul's heart. Number one, he was not alone. Number two, God knew where he was and why he was there. Thirdly, God had a future for Paul. And as I said, God has a future for all of us. Maybe I'm talking to somebody right now that is gripped with fear and worry. And the words of Jesus to you are, don't be afraid, be of good courage. I can't think of a greater example of courage than Jesus himself when he went and died on the cross for the sins of humanity. He laid his life down. It was raw physical courage as he endured the beating and the scourging and then ultimately the crucifixion. But he also withstood the withering criticisms and the harsh treatment and even temporarily 
being separated from his father as he bore the sin of the world. But here's a verse that pulls it all together and it applies it in our life. Hebrews 12, it says, we should look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and now set down on the right hand of God. And then it says, for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. So if you're discouraged, if you're weary, look to Jesus. Remember what he did for you. And remember that he is with you and you are not alone. You feel perplexed and scared. Jesus says, be of good courage. Don't be afraid. And maybe I'm talking to somebody that doesn't have Jesus in their life right now. And that's why it's so hard for you at this moment in time. Well, of course, Jesus didn't stay on that cross. They put him in a tomb and he rose again three days later. It changed everything, and it can change you. He came out of an empty tomb to fill your empty heart. He stands at the door of your life and he knocks and he says, if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he will come in. And I wanna close by giving you an opportunity to ask Christ to come into your pain, come into your suffering, or come into your life that's going relatively well right now. And that's great, but sooner or later, this life that we're all living will come to an end, and then there's the afterlife. And we decide in this life where we will spend the afterlife. So let's all make sure that we're ready for heaven. Let's pray together. Father, I pray for everybody that is here and those that are watching, that wherever they are, if they don't know Jesus, if you don't live in their heart yet, let this be the moment they believe, the moment they turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to the power of God. Let this be the moment they believe in Jesus. So I pray that you will help them make that decision and as our heads are bowed and we're praying. If you want Jesus to come into your life, if you want him to forgive you of your sin, if you want to know that you'll go to heaven when you die, why don't you just pray this prayer after me? And you can pray it out loud if you like. You can pray it in the quietness of your heart if you choose to. But just pray this prayer after me now. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on that cross for me. I turn from my sin and I receive you into my life and I choose to follow you from this moment forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. It's a pivotal moment for those who've just prayed that prayer. And if you've just prayed with Pastor Greg Laurie and you've meant those words sincerely, we want to welcome you into God's family. And here at A New Beginning, we'd like to help you begin growing in your faith by sending you a collection of resources called the New Believers Growth Pack. We'll send it without charge if you've made a first-time commitment to the Lord today. Just ask for it when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Well, next time as our Best Of series continues, we'll get good insight on living a godly life in an ungodly culture. Hope you can join us. 
Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Christ's Call to Courage. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.